Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Confession Session... Tommy Lee heads to the plane due to public intoxication, allegedly. GSK made a skin, made a woman's skin literally melt off her body. And Chris Rock supposedly had an affair with Kerry Washington. Mm-hmm. What's good, everybody? This your host, Angel Vondran. And I'm your host, Jim Mosby, and you're listening to the one and only Confession Session. Confession Session hey. Sunday! Hey, everybody. Happy Mother's Day out there to all you beautiful women. And mothers, Happy and Mother's ladies, Day. And grandmothers, <laughs> and, you know, just everybody. And, you know, I just want to let you all know from a mother to you mothers that, you know, I I understand how difficult it is. I understand how tough it is. But just keep it up. You know, you you guys are doing the best. If you're doing the best you can, you know, you're trying. Just keep it up because one day you will see these beautiful children, individuals, if you haven't already. And, you know, it's all worth it in the end. It's just what it's going to make, as it may seem, it's all worth it. So do it for your kids, okay? Do it for you and do it for them babies. But happy Mother's Day. Jen, how are you doing this evening? I am so fucking exhausted, to say <laughs> the least. This is Why? another horrible Sunday. Um, not because it's Mother, well, yeah, because it is Mother's Day, but, uh, you know, but not, you know, this isn't any hate towards oh, mothers because yeah. I know what you all yeah, do, but, true. you know, in the environment I work in, holidays are seriously the worst. You get the worst kind of people, and <laughs> I am so, I was just so fucking stressed, and I'm just over today, so now I'm just ready to drink and have a good night and, you know, go to fucking sleep because I am tired. When I say I got wore the fuck out today, that would be an understatement. How are you doing on this lovely Mother's Day, Angelica? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I had a really fun time. I went to go hang with my mom and my little sister and my mom and my dad. They barbecued some ribs and brats and hot dogs and made some, um, cut up like watermelon on a platter and they also made some, um, like some egg whites and potato salad and um, it was, everything was different to some point but everything was really good. I took like three plates home with me, and um, and I can't wait to eat it. You know, so everything was good. And then I had bought my mom some cherry berries, which were like so expensive. So how they get you is you have to pay for the um, you pay for the berries. You know, the berries are $19.99, and then like the shipping is what really kills it because you have to pay like a, a you have to pay with regular shipping is, which I think. For their size, like fourteen ninety nine, but then depending on the day of the week you want to get it sent on, it's an additional like nine ninety nine or four ninety nine. So my shipping was like thirty dollars on top of the nineteen ninety nine that I paid for the six strawberries. And I'm like, okay, so I'm already paying fifty dollars for six strawberries. Like, should I just go and make these pictures real quick? You know. So um, that was a little frustrating. But other than that, 
Um, yeah, everything was really good. My husband bought me, my husband and son, they bought me like a really nice uh, plant, you know, for the living room. So, you know, for Father's Day, I'm going to buy him a nice plant and, um, you know, put it in the living room. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I appreciate everything. And it was really nice. I definitely enjoyed myself. It was a very fulfilling day. And uh, even yesterday, it was really nice. Um, I met up with a woman who, um, you know, I'm not sure if you remember this or not, but do you uh, it was a shooting here in Milwaukee and Brookfield. It was like five years ago, and it was like a black man, and he went inside like this store, I mean, this, um, this nail shop, and he like killed his wife. And it was like called like ex- exonics or some shit like that, and he killed his wife and then killed himself and shit like that. You remember that? No, I've never heard. This was in Milwaukee? Yeah, it was like five years ago. How long? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Okay, well, she actually was in the shop when it happened. And, like, she was shot three times, like, during the... The girl was. Yeah, the one who I met up with at the park yesterday. And uh, it's my son's best friend. So we decided, like, we'd meet up and hang out and stuff. And, like, you know, she was just talking to me about, you know, personal issues and stuff like that. She was just like, yeah, you know, I was pregnant with, you know, my son. That was the time. And um, and I was shot three times in the crossfire, you know. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, she was telling me that story. Yeah. It's just so horrible, you know, so I was just like, wow. But, yeah, we had a good time to kiss in the park, and then we left, like, 30 minutes later because it was, like, a whole bunch of bugs outside, and it was just horrible, you know, I hate bugs. Um, but other than that, yeah, everything has been pretty good. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into them hot topics. But before we get into them hot topics, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud, and, of course, our podcast from Blog Talk and Send Confessions at to us at confessions, the number two us at gmail.com. Like, comment, rate, and subscribe, you guys. We want to hear from you all. Um, Jen, you want to hit them with that question, our confession? Yes, confession of the day. Would you date someone that admitted to being a side beast in a previous relationship? Again, would you date someone that admitted to being a side piece, a side piece beast. in a previous a side beast. relationship? A side beast? A side beast? Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Side chick, side nigga, just, you know, they were okay with being on the side, you know, before they met you. Would you date somebody like that? And let's get into those topics. Um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions ordered federal prosecutors this week to seek the maximum punishment for drug offenses and one of the clearest breaks uh, yet from the policies of the Justice Department under the Obama administration. The move is an abrupt departure from policy made by President Barack Obama's attorney general to reduce the number of people convicted of certain lower-level drug crimes being given long jail terms. The change affirms our, our responsibility to enforce the law is moral and just and produces consistency, Session said. In a memo to federal prosecutors written May 10th and May public Friday, uh, but former Attorney General Eric Holder, the architect of the Obama administration reforms, called Sessions' move unwise and uninformed and warned it would take this nation back to a discredited past. The policy announced today it is not tough crime. It's dumb on crime, Holder said in a statement. It is an ideologically motivated cookie-cutter approach that has only been proven to generate unfairly long sentences that are often applied indiscriminately and do little to achieve long-term public safety. Sessions moved, urged prosecutors to file the most serious, readily provable charges that carry the most substantial punishment, including mandatory minimum sentences. Uh, 
It marked a reversal of the policy imposed in 2013 under Holder's Smart on Crime initiative. Uh, this directed prosecutors not to report the amount of drugs involved in the arrest if it would trigger mandatory minimums for nonviolent offenders who had no ties to drug cartels or gangs and who did not sell to children. In a Announcing his policy, Holder said at the time, with an outsized unnecessarily large prison population, we need to ensure that incarceration is used to punish, deter, and rehabilitate, not merely to warehouse and forget. Uh, prosecutors were directed instead to focus on the most serious offenses. And I agree. That's exactly what we should be focusing on. There's really no reason for us to sit up there and have to focus on, you know, these small these you know, people out here with a couple facts of weed, now they need to go to jail for five years. Like, come on. That's not stupid as a bitch. You know what I'm saying? When there are people out there heroin dealers that got 83 bricks that you guys are listening to rehab. Like, let's get serious about this situation. What is it really, really about? Once again, this is another issue that has to do with you know, uh, who has the most money or race or, you know, it, it has to do, and it's ridiculous. Like, let's focus on the bigger issues. Let's not be an idiot, Jeff. Okay? Yeah, I agree. It definitely is racially motivated because it is back on focusing more on um, increasing the sentencing for crack cocaine and not powder cocaine. We all know that crack cocaine is used more in the black community, even though, I mean, I don't I wouldn't say factually if it's down, but I just don't hear too much about crack nowadays. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even, you know, in, like, seeing documentaries with, like, crack dealers, like, they say they don't make as much money. Like, I hear that the big business now is, like, heroin and methamphetamine. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. why are they not prosecuting these people? Like, why are they still focusing on marijuana and crack like clearly it is an agenda to you know further infect the black community so i mean we just gotta stay we just gotta pay attention and you know stay out these bitches way till they get impeached oh that's all i'm saying like just try not to do no shit wrong and you know live your lives right you know so you don't end up with an unnecessary you know criminal offense that can ruin your life and you will forever be in the system because that's what they want you know that is what the fuck they want it's like middle America (laughs) has been defeated for years because of drug abuse but nobody's paying attention it's like if you want to fill up prisons fill up the prisons with them motherfuckers they don't care about their life you know what I'm saying like leave us the fuck alone but yeah yeah I agree so um, this is such a, a, a crazy story. When I first heard about it, I was thinking, are you kidding me? Anyways, so allegedly, Chris Rock had an affair with Kerry Washington. Um, rumors have swirled since Chris Rock revealed in the comedy routine that he cheated on his ex-wife with three different women, including a big star. And sources tell page six that the famous queen was with the scandal star Kerry Washington. A source told Page Six that he was cheating on his wife with Carrie Washington when they were filming, I think I love my wife. About him ironically having fantasies of cheating on his wife. That went on for about six months, and then his wife found out. A source close to Chris Rock brushed off the routine, you know, 
it's just a joke, but you know, and he stated like he's admitted to having um he admitted that his marriage to Malik was, you know, tumultuous. Is that how you say it? Tumultuous, yeah. Deplorable pretty much or in shambles. Um he said he took it as a joke, but when he said that he cheated with a famous person, you know, he didn't really like I said, he said he took it as a joke. He even in the source also said that he stated that, you know, Chris Rock stated that he cheated with a famous member of Destiny's Child, but not Beyonce. Um, and so, you know, we just don't know if he's being truthful or if it's just a, com- a comedy act. Um, the source also stated that he was friends with Carrie around that time. They did the movies together. He was separated from his wife, Malik, at the time. Um, they were off and on, and, you know, it was just a lot going on during her marriage. It was a rocky situation. However, Chris Rock, when asked, when he get married again, he said, not if it were pure AIDS, Washington, she did not have any comment on this situation here. Well? Um, I can see it. I definitely, like, when I watched the movie, um, I mean, it could, they could just be, well, obviously, Gary Washington is an amazing actress, so, um, but, I mean, I, I've just always heard Chris Rock, you know, he's funny, but he's not the best actor, and to me, they just seem to have, like, a lot of chemistry, so, like, when I watched the movie, it, it made sense, because I'm just like, they look like they really have either fucked before. Have you ever seen I Think I Love My Wife? Absolutely. That's why I thought this was a crazy-ass story. Like, you actually cheated on your wife with a bitch. If you made the movie, I think I love my wife with. Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it it just seemed, to me, it seemed like a lot of sexual tension in that film. Like, did you not, did you not feel that when you watched it? And this was back no. when Kerry Washington was, was thick as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now she's skinny as a bitch, but she had she a fat ass, like. Huh? I said she was skinny as a bitch in that movie. Smoking she she wasn't as skinny as she is now. She was uh, tiny. She used to be shaped lovely. Know. Now she's like a size double zero, yeah, but but she was definitely like a good five six. You know what I'm saying? Like that ass mm-hmm. was fat. Like you know what I'm saying? And like how he grabbed on her, and I'm just saying like how he grabbed on her and like pulled her underwear. I was like, he want to fuck this girl for real. I, okay, you know what I don't I'm know. saying? Me and you have a different definition of ass fat. My type of ass fat is like a Bernese burgle, but you know. Your type is like you know. Like no, a that's a Bernie's Burgos has no. a dumbass. Like Bernie's Burgos <laughs> has a dumbass. Like that's just. I mean, not saying it's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like that's like an unrealistic ass. Like it was just like I was looking at her the other day, and I was just like, damn, like that doesn't it doesn't even look natural. Like it doesn't even look natural. Like Kerry Washington has like a natural fat ass, or Jenna Frumas has like a natural fat ass. You even though they're both really slim. Natural, like no, Tiny's ass, her new ass now doesn't look natural. Like it looks crazy. Angelica, Bernice Burgos' ass does not look natural. Like, come on, it okay, does not look natural. Know, so just, it don't look like Nicki Minaj's ass. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I Amber Rose's ass. Me. Now, Amber Rose's ass look natural. I if you talking about just a dumbass that's like that looks big, a, a, a dumbass that's big, I would say like Amber Rose. Like, I don't know if she got ass shots. I'm sure she has, but hers look good. You know what I'm saying, or like Tommy yeah, from um. Shit in but I mean, that's what oh, I mean. It looks I, like a real butt, who so. I mean, who wants somebody that's like super perfect like that? Like I don't know. I guess because I'm just older now. Like I don't even find that attractive. Like I want you to have like to be like a little, you know, 
10, 15 pounds overweight. Not like, uh, you know what I'm saying? You, not you, like. You know, you know, you know, Ramar, let me see some strict marks on that ass. Like, what? No, but that's, but that, is that not, I mean, I guess because you're a female, but that's sexy to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I, you know, when I look at, like, you know, my boyfriend and, like, on his thighs, he has, like, stretch marks and stuff like that. Like, that is very attractive to me. I don't want no super tight at, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need a, something on you to jiggle a little bit. Like, I need some softness somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I need, I, I like a tight body now, but I just, you know. Mm-mm. When you when you talking about you got five percent body fat, nobody want no hard ass. Like, come on. Like, yeah, you right though. You right. I can't deal with all that. I need I need a little cushion. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's some real shit. Like when motherfuckers yeah. be like cushion for the pushing, that is some real ass shit. For real. <laughs> um, after actress Gabrielle Sedeve revealed that she was racially profiled at a Chanel boutique in Chicago, the fashion house issued an apology. The Empire Star shared details of the incident on Lena Dunham's Lenny Letter blog, writing that the saleswoman tried to get her to shop at a store across the street to buy her sunglasses. I knew what she was doing. She had decided after a single look at me that I wasn't there to spend any money, even though I was carrying a Chanel bag. She decided I wasn't a Chanel customer and so not worth her time and energy, Sedeve wrote. It wasn't until other employees of color at the store pointed out who Sadebe was that the woman was willing to be of service. Despite the encounter, Sadebe says she still purchased two pairs of frames and two pairs of sandals for her co-star Taraji P. Henson, who was unable to leave the set. Unfortunately, I'm used to people giving me bad service. Honestly, if I walked out of every store where someone was rude to me, she added, I've never had any, I've, I've never have anything nice. Chanel issued a statement on the matter on Wednesday stating, we are sorry that we, she felt unwelcome and offended. We took her words very seriously and immediately investigated to understand what happened. Knowing that this is absolutely not in line with the high standards that Chanel wished to provide to our customers. Okay, so what was the outcome? Did the men get fired? Did she get reprimanded? Did she get a, um, a um, warning? They, they didn't say it. I mean, I doubt it. I'm sure she definitely got extreme warning, but I doubt the bitch got fired. Like, it wasn't like she was, like, blatantly rude. But, I mean, I, I'm just not surprised by this. Like, we talked about this before. I think it was, like, yeah. it was, like, an off. It was, like, an off or, you know, like, a, what is that shit called? Like, not off-brand, but it's just, like, where they send the extras to it. Wasn't it, like, Armani? No, it was, was it Versace or Armani? It's one of those, like, off-brand Versace or Armani stuff. One of them. Like, high-end designer, but it wasn't high-end clothes. It was, like, the clothes they passed on or, like, because it didn't fit right. Something was wrong with them, so they sent them to the show. So, so they sent them to the store. You get, like, 40% off of it, but the shit's still, like, $300. It was that shit. And uh, it was, like, the same situation. Um, well, it was, I think it was, he was just saying that they wanted to let people know if there was like a black person in the store or some shit like that. Wow. But I mean, okay. I'm not surprised. We talked about it on the show, Angelica. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying in general, I'm not surprised we, if you go into a high end environment like the motherfuckers, the, wor- the workers. The workers, honey, not not why it's like not even, not even why? like you know what I'm saying like the district you know manager the motherfucker that has multiple stores in that location like somebody that's making like six figures in the motherfucker like because those motherfuckers have sense like you know what I'm saying like even if I just feel like I don't know because like me I work in high end environments so it's just like I'm used to seeing black people with money 
know what I'm saying? So it's just like, if I know if a black person is coming in here in the first place, they know what the fuck they're walking into. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to come in here and try it and bullshit because they already know being black that that's not going to solve anything. You're just going right. to further the stereotype. Like, this is not exactly. motherfucking Macy's. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, so it's just like, I know if I see a black person in my environment that they are there to have a good time. They're going to spend money more than likely spend more than people of other races because I feel like a lot of times like it's like that black when you have upper class black people they have kind of like that black guilt like you know what I'm saying because we're so used to hearing like black people don't tip black people don't spend money black people steal so they feel like they have to go out of their way like I was listening to um it was a a guest and I don't know if I should be saying this on air but it was a guest that came in today and he kind of was like very braggadocious you know what I'm saying? Like, he was just like, yeah, you know, I was just in Aruba, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll be going to Paris next week. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of times because, you know, we are looked down upon when we're in certain environments. Like, we have to go out of our way. Point of the matter is, the bitch should have known better. Like, she should have known if Gabrielle even came into the store and she had a Chanel bag. You worked there. You should right. know what real Chanel looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was like bitches in there, so it was probably more expensive than the shit that you have in your store right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, why are you doing the extra? Like, why are you not giving a fuck? And then you can't even afford that. You can't afford that shit in the damn store. That's what annoys me about, like, these motherfuckers that work in these high-end ass stores. Like, they really be thinking they better than somebody, but it's like, you are getting minimum wage commission, which equates yeah, to yeah. Not a goddamn thing. And right, in a discount, which equates to what? $500 a week? Like, you say, you make a shit. You save up right. to buy the shit that she, that she buys exactly. at one time. At one time. You're saving up all year for that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you really be thinking you better than somebody. Like, I remember I worked at Macy's back in the day, and this guy, uh, this this black guy came in and he was like, but I think he was kind of like hating, but he said like the realest shit ever to me. He was like, y'all got some, y'all got some jeans in here, three hundred dollars. Y'all can't even afford this. And that's the yeah. that's the realest shit. Cause it was like I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford to buy them damn jeans. But it wasn't like <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't acting like I was better than him though. Like it was just, you know, I was just at work. But I guess it was like, but it's like that's some real ass shit. Like you are the fucking worker. Like why do you feel like you better than some damn body because you work in Chanel? Because you skinny enough to work in Chanel. Right. You ain't shit, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> How do you do? Actually, yeah, I feel like it's disgusting. Um, the stereotype they is ridiculous. And then it it happens often, you know, as we as we say, it happens all the time. And it sucks because this is probably just one person that came in that day that had been stereotyped, but they decided to speak out on it, whereas it probably was you know, five or six more people. Oh, that has that's a, that's probably has happened a million times. Like, oh, that yeah. probably has mm-hmm. happened, like, a million times. And it's just, like, you have to think. You work in fucking Chanel. You work in fucking Chanel. And you're, like, and you're people know that that shit is not cheap. So the type of black people that's, not, that's walking in there is not walking in there trying to find some shit on a budget. Like, I'm sorry, like, and not stealing. They came to spend some exactly. fucking money. That's why if I go past the store, like when I was in Vegas and it was, you know, all these stores and I, I won't even go in. I won't even go in those stores because I know. 
For what? I know I'm not going to go in. For what? I, I know I'm not getting shit out of that damn store. So why would I even, I wouldn't even go in a regular damn store but if it looks too looks too expensive. And they're probably cheap as fuck, but it just, it just looks expensive. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, I go I to fucking Macy's, I, I, Macy's, H&M, and Zara. Like, I don't I do not do nothing else. A sells every now and then, and that's online. But it's just like, I'm not, uh-uh. I'm exactly. not going to be trying out these new ass stores and spending 300 I don't get it like that. Like, and then sometimes what? you kind of feel obligated. <laughs> like, if you go inside the store, like, even I was listening to the Breakfast Club, and I remember um, um, Angela Yee, she was talking about how she got a phone case. And, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, the Louis Vuitton phone case. She was like, yeah, I had expected to go in. And, you know, spend maybe, you know, $1,000, $700. And they were like, and Charlamagne was like, yo, your phone case is more than that. And I think she said that she ended up spending like, like a couple grand on that damn phone case. And like, she was just like, oh my God, like I didn't expect it, but kind of felt bad because I was already at the register. I didn't realize how much it cost. And I ended up buying it. But it's like, shit, my ass, you know, like I even went into, when I was in Vegas, I went into one of these stores and I was just trying to, get, uh, my husband trying to get some swimming trunks. And it was like a regular ass store. And those swimming trunks was like $89, $99 for a pair of shorts to go swimming in for one day. I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, uh-uh, we, yeah, you 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 like oh eighty nine that oh no I'm sorry yeah. I thought this was Thank um, you. Yeah. twenty nine. Right. <laughs> it's it's the most, but like, for a pair of shorts that I'm gonna use one time. Uh-uh. Thank right. you. Thank you. It should, I wouldn't even been embarrassed. Like, for what? But, like, man, oh. <laughs> Dude, they, the motherfuckers working that damn register can't afford the damn swim trunks. That's why they sitting there. Like, come on. Like, it's not even nothing yeah. to be embarrassed about. Right. Right. If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Like, and that's okay. Yeah. It's exactly. okay. But fact of the matter is, these motherfuckers are going to fuck up on a lot of money, but that's what, I mean, but that's just goes to show you, like, we have to stop idolizing these mainstream brands that don't want to support us anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, focus more on, there is a lot of, of good clothing lines that are owned by black people or boutiques or stuff like that, and they're not going to treat you like that when you buy their clothes. You know what I'm saying? Just yep. start, just pay attention. You know, yeah, spending your money. Search. Like this is a very important time, and the fact that Gabrielle still, and you know, and I feel like the fact, I feel like part of yeah, her even um, like still buying it because it was like she kind of had a point to prove. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But fuck her, she had to leave, and they could have been like, "Bitch, you know who that was? That's fucking Gabrielle Sedemi. That's like an A-list actress. She like stars on Empire." Right. And she'd have been like, "Oh, damn, I fucked up." She mm-hmm. had to buy that damn shit from there. Or yep. that shit off the line. Mm-hmm. Ratchet it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <sighs> oh, Harvard man. is going to hold a separate commencement ceremony for black students. Um, this was a really crazy story because originally when I heard about it, I was like, what? But then after I was like, oh, okay. So, Harvard University is set to host the first school-wide commencement ceremony, especially for black students. Students organized by students. The event is called Black Commencement 2017, and it will be held on May 23rd. Um, with students from across Harvard College and students and graduate uh, schools wearing African kilt clothes, cloth uh, stoles over their traditional robes. Although Harvard um, graduate 
uh, excuse me, undergraduate college has held black commencement events in the past. This one will be the first open graduate students across the university. Uh, uh, so black commencement in 2017 is not about segregation, stated Michael Huggins, who is the president of the Harvard Black Graduate Students Alliance. Um, he stated the primary reason we wanted to do this is we really wanted to come together to celebrate Harvard Black excellence and brilliance. Um, the ceremony comes with colleges, comes with colleges and universities across the U.S. have, you know, they've dealt with the racial issues, including the focus on microaggressions and the rise in prominence of the Black Lives Matter movement. And roughly 14% of Harvard, Harvard undergraduates are black, while 5% of all students, including graduate black schools, including, excuse me, graduate schools are black. Organizers said that Harvard, Harvard event is open to students and guests of any race or ethnicity. And 170 students and 530 guests have already signed up to attend. How do you feel about the separate graduation and what did you feel when you just heard me read about who planned it and, you know, what they're going to be wearing? So is it so is it separate or is it just like an additional? Well, it's, it's a separate ceremony. However, everybody's welcome. Like it's not, you know. Yeah, but it's just. It, but are you saying like, are they? Is it going to be like a regular graduation that that the black students can still go to? But on top of that, mm-hmm. they're going to have like a graduation around like just for like black students or that. Um, what is what's what, what am I trying to say? Well, it's, that it's like that further like promotes you know blackness. You said what? I said well, it will be two graduations. This was for black students. However, okay. if Caucasians they wanted to attend, that wouldn't be an issue because this is not based on race. However, they wanted to just promote, you know, the prominence, you know, in the black community. Black pride. Because that is a huge, that's a huge ordeal, like to even, yeah. to be African-American, to graduate from college in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? To graduate from a technical school is a big, is a big deal as a black person. Right. So to be graduating from Ivy League, as an undergrad or a graduate student is amazing, you know, yeah. and black excellence. So I can definitely see it, you know, yeah. I, I definitely hear for when I first, when I first um, I saw the article, I didn't think it was like racism. Like I saw, I, I figured it was like started by like a black person, you know, to promote, you know, I didn't. the further, black purpose or black perspective i don't know what to say like i don't know what i'm trying to say exactly but it's just like i feel like a lot of times people don't realize i remember back in high school i forgot the guy's name um but i was in accelerating english and i don't know if i ever told you that but this guy he's like black people don't get into harvard like he told me black people don't get into harvard and he really believed that shit like you know what i'm saying so it's just like people don't be thinking like they think it's probably like a handful of black students and it's you know what i'm saying Motherfuckers out here, it's the same with like my best friend. It's the same thing with Marcus in Georgetown. I didn't, I mean, I did. I'm, I was sure it's black people that went to like Georgetown, but I didn't realize how many like normal niggas it was. Like just every real life, everyday niggas. And so I met like Marcus' friends. I'm like, oh, yes, y'all better do it. Just smart as fuck. And still real. And not bougie. Just out here trying to get that education, like that's some real ass shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Yep. And I love so the I fact can see it happening. I'm here for like, I love the fact that they'll be wearing like African clothing, you know, cloth mm-hmm. over their robes, you know, 
because um what I read earlier, it had something to do with the re- I feel like the reason for this is because they um they did something last year at the ceremony where they um they they like like changed like I don't know, they changed the something, the colors or the, the, the way the university looked and I don't know, it just looked crazy. It looked it super bizarre and people were looking like, okay, like what the hell is up with this? So I feel like people uh the president, you know, he of uh, the of uh, the black, you know, graduate student alliance, he was like, Look, bitch. We are about to get this shit together. I would think we should have a separate ceremony. Not saying it's about a race thing, but it's about just, you know, showing people what we have, you know, grappled with. You know what I'm saying? And and just uh, wearing our uh, our cloth over the robes and stuff like that. Like I think that's absolutely amazing. So, yeah. so congratulations. And it's not it's not awesome. a race issue. No, of course not. And that's what he yeah. Said. I I just think that it's 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 necessary for us to realize that we are still, you know what I'm saying, a force to reckon with. Like it's not like the we have issues with white people or sharing a graduation line. I don't think like when black people do stuff like that, like they're trying to promote segregation. But I feel like a lot of times like we just get so entwined in the mainstream lifestyle and that's what we want. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we have to realize like, you know what I'm saying, we doing a damn thing too. Like there's yeah. something to be proud of. And that's how I took it. You know? Yeah. So I think it's super dope and you know, good good for whoever decided to come up with this, you know, black excellence because <sighs> I don't know, nobody that went to damn Harvard. Especially <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially a damn black person. So Yeah. I think it's dope. Uh, Carmen yeah. Bryant, who shares a daughter, Destiny Jones, who's 20 years old now with rapper Nas, weighs in on a possible love connection between her ex and Nicki Minaj. In case you missed it, a photo of Minaj and Nas popped up on Instagram this week, giving fans on social media plenty of reason to believe they'd enter a budding romance. The photo in question posted to Minaj accounts was taken at Sweet Cheek co-owned by Nas in New York City. Um, all in all, according to Bryant, when it comes to matters surrounding her ex, she can care less. You must not have heard about me. She responded to a second user who defended her claims. I appreciate the support, but trust. I don't give a fuck about none of this. Wait, damn. I think I didn't miss the whole article. Um, sorry, you guys. I, sometimes I'll be fucking up. But um, so <laughs> basically, <laughs> I didn't miss the whole damn article. I was trying to read and I'm like, wait, this don't add up. Um, so Carmen Bryant, who is Nas's baby mom and like ex-girlfriend, like long-term ex-girlfriend before Khalees, this is like the bitch that like really mattered. Um, Damn. No, no, I mean no shade, no shade, or no, nothing like no, that. I mean, you know, like she's like she's like, like his first, like she's like his first love, like his like ride or die. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, you know, Khalees is like just that celebrity chick that's just a bad bitch, you know, and a good look, but. Carmen Bryan was holding them down at one point, even though she's fucking Jay Z too, you know. But he, she oh, know her, Lord. so I mean, if you go, if you gonna cheat, you are gonna need to boss up. She's actually rumored to be the reason why um, the whole Jay Z and Nas beef started, which I can see, I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, but she has said on Instagram, they are asking her. I guess someone asked her like, how how does she feel about Nas and Nicki Minaj dating, and um, she was just like, well, good for him. I'm used to seeing him date 19 year olds. I'm glad that he's finally dating women. And um, 
people was like further explaining and she was basically like saying he was gay without saying he was gay. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, she came out, didn't apologize. He has not said anything about it, but I mean, it is what it, what it is. I never suspected that, I, but I can't see her being bitter, but I can't see her being bitter, you know? So I'm just like, why would she say something so psycho like that? How do you feel? Do you feel like her saying that or do you feel like she's being a bitter baby mama or do you really think Nas has some a little sugar and spice and everything nice in his tank well I, I definitely I you know I've never known him be you know bisexual or gay that's me neither never heard any right. men come out and say they mess around with him so I don't know I guess I would have to know well, exactly I mean Nas is rich as fuck so you know that NDA game is strong you know that NDA game is strong he probably will sue the shit out some bitches and he probably watches how he moves he probably's not fucking with no regular ass niggas you know what I'm saying but back to what you were saying but like what, what, did, what did she say do you know what she said exactly like to insinuate that he was you know gay besides mm-hmm. uh, I'm used to him fucking around with 19 year olds like I'm glad he cause he, he, she, he she could mean like I'm used to him fucking around with 19 year old girls. I'm glad to see that he's fucking around with a, a woman, you know. Somebody yeah, you know, now that you said that, yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. Um, let me see. So I don't, I don't so, know. I just think that it sounds. Because, you know, 19 so year old, see. anybody younger than like, you know, 20, I say 25, it's like, you know, kind of childlike, you know, they do childish things, you know, 22 to 24, you know, you're starting to think about your future, but. That can't say that for everybody, you know. Look at, you know, like you said, Marcus. He's, you know, finna get and graduate with his second master's. He's what twenty. Everybody don't move and think the same, but a nineteen-year-old girl, like, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so this is they. It says um, somebody was like, "How do up under her Instagram?" Somebody was like, "How do you feel about Nikki and Nas?" And her response was, "Relieved. I didn't think my baby father still dated women." Um, oh. The ambiguous response. Turn the heads as it seems to point towards the Grammy nominated rapper sexuality. However, once prompted, she soon offered an explanation for her previous response. You ain't, you ain't has to do the man like that, another user wrote. Like what? She responded, I'm used to Nas dating nine year olds. I'm actually glad to see him dating a woman. So there you go. Okay. Damn. Okay. So okay. it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a him gay. It was just he dating bimbos and bitches that just want to get fucked and get new shoes, you know. No, no, because you said that I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm surprised to see him dating a woman. That spoke, you know, spoke clean words. I would be like, oh, huh? What, what do you mean by but that? But I'm saying that's, that's, I just read what it's, what it said. I just read everything yeah. verbatim. Oh yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I, but I she could she could be saying women and not little girls. That's what like now that you now that you pointed it out, it could be that like she wasn't saying he was gay. She's just saying like he's just dating bimbos. Yeah. And bitches that just want to go to the Chanel store and not be racially profiled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's exactly. it. <laughs> and yeah. all the type of bitches he's dating, and she's saying like now he's dating a woman. You know, a woman that got more money than him. And Nikki be knowing what she be doing. She ain't never fucking with a nigga that got more money than her. She always want to boss up on a nigga. I don't need you. I got a fat ass and 80 million. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can see her doing shit like that. I can get a billionaire, bitch. Like, she straight right. for calling a nigga a bitch. I, I really feel like she has called Safari a bitch before in arguments. So, uh, and he probably yeah, never called her. He ain't called her a bitch. You yeah, said right. what? He was like, 
I said, yeah, right. Safari, bum you bitch. Like, I can totally see Safari calling her. Bum McClaw, you bitch. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. I don't know. How do you feel yeah. about your arguments? A man saying the B word or saying something harsh, not like, um, not like, not like, you know what I'm saying? To to ruin yourself esteem, but just be like, fuck you, bitch. How do you feel? I feel like it's it's horrible, but I feel like what are the circumstances like? If you sit up there and you're talking about something that is extremely sensitive and they call you out your name, then, you know, you know, you deserve that name calling. Like, like for example, I know one of my friends, and I probably shouldn't even use this, but she was in an argument with one of her uh, her ex-boyfriends, and um, uh, his, um, his sister had, you know, passed away. And, dude, like, she started talking about his sister and how she's a bitch and you know, this mad and how she's dead. Can't be going oh, to that her. Is like, evil. Hey. And so, you know, she should like, get well, you know, she deserves to get slapped too. Yeah, yeah. His well, sister. Yeah. His sister, bro. Like, that is psycho. Only sister, bitch, only sister. Only sister. So, it was just like, okay, well, in that sense, like, okay, you deserve to be called out the name, you know. And, you know, that, you know, ultimately ruined their relationship because she was just. Just rude and disrespectful. However, you know, if you just sitting up there and, you know, like you drinking something and a motherfucker, they snap some shit out your hand, like, bitch, you ain't supposed to be drinking that. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh-uh. You ain't supposed to be talking about calling me on my head for no reason. What you say? What you say? Bitch. Bitch. Like, well, you got to do the mother Scott, bitch. Why am I a bitch? You got to put the whole TPS on it. So he understand where you come from. Bitch. What do you mean, bitch? <laughs> why am I a bitch? <laughs> Change so that's why, quick, yeah, that that those those are the circumstances. But other than that, like if somebody just being disrespectful for no reason, consistently calling you out your name, you know, clearly they don't give a damn about you and you should keep in mind. Right. Like there's no reason. There's no reason why you are right. Right. Now y'all got this type of relationship when you're like, bitch, shut the fuck up. And he's like, All right, bitch, I'm gonna shut the fuck up, bitch. You know, like, okay, well, you started, you knew what you got yourself into. Don't get mad when y'all, you know, shut the fuck up, bitch. And you're like, why are you calling me a bitch? Okay, but, you know, this has happened before. And you know what's so crazy? Even with women, like, that has happened before. I know people in my family, you know, they sit up there and be like, hey, bitch, you know, hey, bitch, this, that, that, and other. And then one time, like, two people in my family, they got into an argument, and one person called the other person a bitch, and she was just like, don't call me a bitch when we're mad. Like, what the fuck you mean don't call me a bitch when I'm mad? Like, bitch, like, fuck you mean, you know? And that, no, I, that, I, that, I can that, understand. I, but I can understand that. It's like different tones to bitch. No. It's weird. Like, I, it's kind of no. weird because it's just like, no. if somebody was like, because I definitely have friends that <laughs> that say bitch, like say bitch to me like all the time. I'm like bitch, bitch, you know. But if I got to argument, it was like bitch, fuck you, I, I, bitch, nigga. I ain't no damn bitch. I'll beat your motherfucking ass, like you know what I'm saying. So I I can see it kind of it makes a little sense or whatever, you know what I'm saying. Oh whatever, but you know that's just me. But I mean, I really thought about it because I really just be like, and I didn't realize it until like 
you know, other friends pointed out like how much I use the word bitch and like just think it's just normal conversation. I don't. Well, I mean, it's just like certain people because I don't be like I wouldn't I wouldn't just use that in a conversation with you or even like my sisters. But I'm, I'm trying to think if I have any female friends, well, I just be like bitch. No, like when I say bitch is definitely to which is weird to like my male friends like okay like, shut up, bitch. now that I think you know what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'll be offended like a motherfucker bitch huh why am I a bitch but I would call I would call Marcus in a heartbeat and be like <laughs> bitch what the fuck is you doing like you know I don't know but it's like even like my boyfriend like he don't play that like he don't even like but he with all his friends that's how he talks yeah, to he, his yeah. and that's crazy too because yeah he was I remember like me and him we was, well, we was talking all of us in the car whether he was driving or whatever was going on and he was talking on the phone but he I swear he called me a bitch like 30 times and I was just like <laughs> why are you just calling on my name <laughs> You know, and I and I hung around, you know, I've been around you guys before. You know, so I know it wasn't no disrespect. He was just explaining the story. He was just like, and bitch, let me tell you, this this motherfucker bitch, I'm trying to let you know, bitch. And I'm just like, God damn, like <laughs> okay, right. I'm used to this. So like, you know, when when somebody's cool as a motherfucker, like that's it's whatever, but like anybody else, like a random chick, like what the fuck? Like I don't know. Right. Are you not just bitch? I don't even fucking know you, bitch. Like you're gonna get real right. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like one of my other like really close friends, uh, Crystal. Like she never said it, but I can feel like like you know when she first met Chris and like she thought like how he was like how he talked. You know, she, she's kind of like taking her back from like him using it, but now it's like normal, and I feel like she calls him yeah. bitch back. Like she's like, yeah, I bitch. Do too. Oh, I be like, like, I didn't bitch like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Why did I think this was the actress, Tommy? Like, Tommy Lee, like, my home, my main name, Tommy Lee? No. Tommy Lee from Love and Hip Hop was thrown off a Delta flight for bringing booze on the plane. And y'all know Tommy. Tommy's the alcoholic who recently opened up a wine line. Um, well, yeah, the alcoholic was thrown off the plane for bringing booze. Now, Tommy Lee may be in some hot water, and she was kicked off the Delta flight on May 10th, and alcohol allegedly played a factor in this. She reportedly received a warning before she entered the flight, but allegedly refused to listen. An update came, and a rep for Tommy Lee told HollywoodLife.com exclusively, Tommy was absolutely not drunk. Tommy, best friend, just passed away, and she was on a flight to Miami specifically for funeral services. Um, Tommy was visibly upset on the flight, and was asked if she would be open to being rebooked on a separate flight. Once Tommy exited the flight, she was given a travel voucher to board the next flight. So I was like, hmm, is, are they just trying? To... I know Tommy. Tommy has his drunk, okay? I, I've seen the shows. 
she was drunk and that bitch probably was belligerent. And I, I could totally see her bringing, you know, liquor on the flight, even though they have liquor on the flight that she can buy. Psychopath, um, lunatic. But you know, she is an alcoholic, a full blown, complete and total alcoholic. So I can totally see her doing some stuff like that. And it's just, it's really sad because how many people get herself together? I mean, she's been arrested. You know, y'all see the mug shots, yeah. 20 or 30 mug shots once every year, you know, and it's just like, come on, like, when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop this shit? Right. Like, you guys, so I'm not sure if you're just trying to keep yourself, you know, in the paper, but damn, we watching you right now. We watching you. We see what's going on. So there's not even in the paper, but just, you know, the appearance alive. So it's just like, it's unnecessary for you to even be doing the most, but I don't think that she was doing it because she wanted attention. She probably just wanted to, you know, feel woozy, get drunk. And I don't know how you can want to feel like that on a, all the time. I mean, I want to get a little tipsy on the plane, too, but I'm going to buy that $8, you know, tiny bottle of liquor and drink that shit. Like, she got money. She can afford it. Like, cut it out. No, I, I yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. She has yeah. a wine line. Like, bitch, come on. Yeah. Yeah, like she could have waited since she was on the plane. At least, bitch, like just stop at the damn. You know what I'm saying? You if you wait on a damn on your damn flight, it's like a million restaurants you didn't pass. Mm-hmm. Have a couple shots before you get on a damn flight, and you know what right. I'm saying? Do what you do, because I know like before my flights, I definitely drink, but that's because it's just for another reason. I'm just a nervous wreck, you know. Like <laughs> I go to Costa Rica on Sunday, and I'm like terrified. But at the same okay. time, it's like okay. it's like a one way, nigga. Don't say that. To play for me, right? Because yeah, I really am like terrified of playing. Huh? Don't be terrified. I said, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna pray for you. Uh, don't be terrified. Why did my mom? I got to send me something. Like I don't think y'all weird. But why did my mom called me up um, yesterday? She was like, hey baby, you know what you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm about to take you know my son out to go to this um this little play date with uh, one of his friends. She was like, yeah. I had a dream about you. Are you going on a flight anytime soon? I was like, well, I was, you know, I was discussing today going to Vegas, but, you know, that's been, you know, ultimately canceled. She was like, yeah, I had a dream that you had a plane crash and you died. And, you know, your son was like, when is mommy coming home? And I was crying. And I was like, mommy, I never come home again. I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, that's kind of awful, isn't it? She was like, yeah. And so, um, and nobody around me cares. And I was just like, that's pretty bad. It was like, but good, you ain't going off like anytime soon. I was like, okay. <laughs> but that was so horrible. I was just like, wow, that's a pretty bad. Wait, thing. when did she say this to you? Yesterday. Nigga, don't be telling me this shit like this. <laughs> I'm just saying, since she told me, I was like, bro. But you know, when you tell, when you, once you tell somebody a dream that you had, he, like, it usually, like, you know, it doesn't happen. You know, and stuff like that. So I was just like, wow. Like, once you tell oh, is that true? Is that true? Like, dreams usually don't happen once you tell somebody? Well, I don't know. That's a myth, obviously. But, you know, that's what, you know, the myth is. That's what the myth I've always heard about my life. So anytime I have a really bad dream or anything like that, I'll tell somebody about the dream so it won't come true. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because I really need to get over my fear of flying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I know we are going to die one day. But I just always feel like I'm just so young. And I just like I just have so much to live for right now. It's like, okay, if I'm going to die on a damn flight, just let me be like 82. Like, don't let it be like right now. 
Like, right. <laughs> like, but that's why I was telling time. people too, like before you, you know, before you do anything big or when time if you repent for those sins or throughout the day randomly repenting really yeah. doing, like, oh no honey I'll I be like as the as as the the when the plane starts going like around you know when they start doing like little zigzags to get oh, up yeah. get in the sky or whatever honey I'll be praying like a motherfucker I'll be thinking every prayer I need to say I'm like you know I just want to make sure I protect my my whole entire family including John including me you know just make <laughs> sure I'm Father God Please, like you know, I just be begging. Like, you like, hold yeah, they're about to cry. Like, please, just let me have a safe flight. You said what? Yeah, I said, and you you should probably at a time and then pray out loud. Like you know, you and your boyfriend, your whole hands, and you just really pray because you know when they say, you know, when two or more come together, that's when God really hears you. So, on an airplane, oh, oh, make sure that you also had that same prayer prior to going on a flight, holding somebody's hand. And praying out loud and really meaning it. I remember one time, yeah. I don't even know what the pray was, prayer was about. I think it was, I don't even remember. But me, my husband, my son, we just was in our old house and we was just praying. And I was praying so hard after crying and stuff. I felt so good after that prayer. I was like, Jesus, thank you. Like, woo, I felt so good. And then Aww. it was so crazy because right after that prayer, because I was praying for something. I don't even, well, I, I guess I kind of remember. It's really obvious. And uh, <laughs> after that prayer, um, like everything I prayed for, it was like five things. They all came true in sync, one after another. I'm like, God is good. Thank you, Lord. Like, look at him right. working. Look at him working. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, just you know, prayer really works, especially when you pray with two or more. So before you go to your trip, you know, give me a call. We can pray together. I always pray, you know, all the time. So just give me a call. I, I would love to pray for you. You know what I'm saying? And Thank then, you. Maybe you pray too. You know, with your, I definitely I And as you said, I definitely am. I'm going to call you and my damn mom, like, to make sure uh, everything. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, so both of y'all can, you know. I don't know. It's so weird because it's like I fly all the time and people be like, because I say that to you. And they be like, you afraid of flying, but you fly all the time. I fly because I want to get there quick, but I don't mean I'm not scared. <laughs> I'll be scared right. as fuck. Right. But it doesn't even matter, though, because you can pass away in any type of, you can drive and pass away flying. Maybe we'll save your life that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you don't you don't know, you know, so it's like you can never assume all you got to do is just keep praying and trying you know, live your life on the best track as you possibly can, and that's it. That's it. I know that's right. I know that's right, sis. You've been a <laughs> Jay-Z is still securing hefty-sized bags. That bag, you know what I'm saying? The hip hop mogul has inked a new 10 year deal with Live Nation worth a reported $200 million. According to Variety, Hova just inked the decade long deal with the concert company. This is a re up. Damn. I'm, uh... I'm being drunk and gross, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> really gross. I'm sorry. This is a re-up from his last deal with Live Nation. Live Nation and I entered uncharted territory in 2008, said Jay-Z via a press statement. Over nine years, we have traveled the world producing historic music experiences. Live Nation President and Chief Executive Officer Michael Rapino is an industry visionary, and this renewed partnership is a testament to our longstanding relationship and the talented individuals at Live Nation. For the next 10 years, we will continue redefining the live event landscape. Wow. So this nigga is officially a billionaire on his own, right? That's fucking like a... So he signed a 10-year, $200 million deal, so he's getting $20 million a year? A fucking year, yes, nigga, yes. For 10 years? Well, shit, he needed okay. it. He got three kids now, damn it. Two on the way, one baby. He's going to have to make sure that that bag, like you said, is secure, because he want to make sure that his kids, even though I'm sure they got, like, you know, trillion-dollar policies on themselves. But, okay. you know what I'm saying? He got to make sure that his retirement is on point. He got to make sure that he got enough money. You know, Jay-Z is, what, 40? In his 40s, Beyonce's in her 30s. You know what I'm saying? Like, got to make sure that everything is good for these babies that they have. And Blue is only, what, four or five years old? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and they having twins. You know, that's going to be, especially, I can just see them, you know, getting these kids and, you know, $1,000. Well, that's psycho. Right Jay-Z is the same age as my mom. How old is he? He's 47. Yeah, it's almost 50. You know, 65 is retirement, even though he's going to retire. I know, but that's just thinking, like, I don't know. I just be feeling like my mom is just so young. Like, but she's definitely, like, becoming, like, different. I, like, I could just tell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I just feel so fancy. Yeah, my yeah, my biological mom is forty seven. Yeah, but you know, like you could just tell, like where, like, she, like she's just slowly becoming like a grandma. Not saying like she like is being old, but she just does like grandma shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Like she's just she gets nicer. Like my mom has always been sweet, but it's just like she just gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. I'm just like, you really are That's like a grandma. Is, That's how they have to wear. Like my mom, she she's not really. I mean, my mom is a gangster. Everybody knows that my mom yes, gangster, you know, gangster mom, you know what I'm saying? So she she says and does what she wanna do, but I'm telling you, when it comes down to my son, like she is like grandma of the year. Like she was ba- like oh, my mom, I seen I seen her do shit like I ain't really ever seen her. Like my mom be dating cakes and shit. Like she be cooking cookies and making them homemade, making homemade bread. Like what are you doing? Like why do you have time to make homemade bread? Like yeah, the honest and cake from scratch. And I'm telling you, them cakes be good as a bitch. Like, them cakes be good. Like, how did you make this cake yeah, with good. flour and sugar? That's it? Like, right. oh, really? You know, so <laughs> that's how grandmas they be. Like, they may not be, like, the ultimate, like, the amazing, the best parent with you. Not to say, like, my mom wasn't the best parent with me, but I'm just saying, like, parents may not be the best parent with you growing up, but they be some awesome-ass grandmas. I'm just trying to let you know. Like, I know... And we may not feel like they're the best parents because they're so much, they're strict. They don't have a lot of tolerance. They may have one and more than one child. But then, like, their grandkids to come in and they just be, like, the best. You know, like, my son is the only grandchild. Like, and my mom, like, they just call him Ryan. I swear, like, my mom, she spent more money on my son than me and my husband do combined. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. we spend a lot of money on that boy. Like, a lot. Like, buying cars and motorcycles and all of this shit, you know, toys, clothes all the time. 
I mean, everything that me and his dad do combined, my mom and my, my um, dad, they do, you know, double. And it'd be like, really, y'all? You just bought him three coats. Like, did he really need another one? Yeah, he needs one for here and one for one for your house. Like, and then she buys two of everything. Like, calm down. Yeah. Like, why are you spending seven hundred dollars on him for a season, knowing that he's not even wear this stuff? Shit, girl, he can wear all of this at this time. Like, oh my god, like you're you're crazy. This is my grandbaby. I'm like, okay, mom, whatever. Like, I need to spend all this money on me. Like, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's how them grandmas they beat up. But anyways, Jay Z. I'm really happy for him. You know, he's doing his dang thing. You know, he's getting it popping. You know, he's making these deals and really making sure that his kids are going to be secure in the future. And that's what it's about. You know, you want to make sure. It's like, I hope they just don't be like little spoiled brats, you know, rich brats. And, I honestly don't you know. think so. Honestly, I honestly don't feel that. I don't. I don't I feel like not. Beyonce is gonna. I don't feel like Beyonce is gonna allow that from her children. I definitely can see like Jay Z being the one that spoils them, let they have whatever they want. But Beyonce is gonna raise them kids. She'll be like, no. Yeah, don't. that's what I'm saying. Like, Beyonce, Beyonce she'll be beating the fuck out them damn kids. That's they definitely is gonna be getting spankings. So, yeah. So yeah, oh yeah, they gonna get spanked the fuck up. You know, we got yeah. the best ones. Right. I feel we like, like she's not gonna be playing with them. She's gonna be cussing <laughs> them the fuck out, honey. Like, <laughs> Calling them all kind of bitches. Right. <laughs> But that's one thing I don't like. That I don't. I don't like when when um, when mothers call their daughters a bitch, like, and arguing. I don't know. It just really makes me uncomfortable. I understand if they're doing the most, you know, but I just don't. I just don't really agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I hear you. Random thought. You said I what? Totally hear you. I said, yeah, I hear you. I totally feel you. Totally. Um, yeah. So I got kind of a bit of a, a disturbing story next, and this is about a woman whose skin literally melts off her body after using medication for a bipolar disorder. So I think her name is Kyla. Is that what you got? Kyla. I think her name is Kyla Shaw. And she's sharing her story after an FDA-approved medication left her scar for life. She was prescribed with an anti-seizure medication known as Lamortigen, Lamortigen, I believe, just a few weeks after she's been taking the pill or the whatever the prescription was, the medication. Up to 90% of her skin had fallen off. Her life changed drastically. Um, she was permanently scarred. And she was prescribed this medication due for the bipolar disorder. Within months, like I said, after taking it, she had developed a rash on her face. The lick on her skin also began to chill off. Kyla was initially diagnosed with the flu. So her skin peels off her, her, her lips, and her face comes out with a rash. And the doctor says, you look like you have the flu. But two days later, she woke up with excruciating pain. The skin on her neck, back, and chest was falling off in her bed, and her mouth was covered in blisters. When Kyla returned to the ER, doctors made the decision to put her into a medically induced to manage her pain. Her, her hair fell out, her skin melted off, and she began losing her sight. Kyla was diagnosed with Stevens-Johnson syndrome. The rare and potentially fatal disorder is typically caused by um, a reaction to a particular medication. Kyla was actually given the wrong dosage of her medication. 
which was a life-changing error that neither her doctor nor her pharmacist caught. Um, when she woke up from her coma five weeks later, she was shocked to find that she was breathing from a tube. She could not see. She had lost all her hair as well as her fingernails. Kyla is now suing GlaxoSmithKline for promoting the product without warning and without warning about the dangerous and the, po- the dangerous possible risk. Um, she stated, "This does not have to happen. This is not some kind of sort of fluke, in my opinion. This happened as a direct result of somebody's error." Kyla also started her own blog to share her story and spread awareness about Stevens Johnson syndrome as in the danger of the medication that she had taken. Bro, I don't even know what I would do if I like woke up and like I had blisters on my lips and like my skin was peeling off my body. I would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I wouldn't notice that shit like the first day, I think. Like, okay, hold on now. I just took these prescription pills. And something yeah. weird is happening. So I'm going to go ahead and stop. You know, I'll have a seizure instead because I'd rather, you know, have a seizure than to, you know, lose all my damn skin and shit off my body. Or because this blister is coming up on my lip that hasn't came before. But it's crazy because she only took the pill for, you know, a month. You know, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So that's sad. That's that actually happened to her. And that her skin peeled off and you know, they didn't warn, and they had, um, they had actually been sued, too, for, I think, like, $3 billion for failure to report the risk of the drug, you know, so, and that was five years ago, and so it's just like, why, why will you report it again? Like, you sitting up there, you're not reporting this shit, and people are, could possibly be dying, or in, you know, all of this pain, and, and stuff like that, like, that's crazy, but she deserves every bit of the million, you know, three billion, you know, $25 billion that she hopefully will receive because that is messed up. Like, and I've seen before and after photos, and it is just horrific. Like, I would be extremely sad. Like, she had beautiful long hair, you know what I'm saying? Pretty girl. She was educated, you know, just graduated from school and all of this stuff. And so to go through something as terrifying as this, it's obviously a testament, but, you know, she's alive still, so that is what matters most. However, she needs to kick them in the ass and get that job. I agree. Yeah, I hope she gets paid. And, they need to go out of business, you know. too. Well, no, because I actually know the CEO of GSK, and, um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, well, you know, I, I don't know what. Huh? The CEO needs his ass kicked. Like, no. if you're, if you're, like, you're, you're an officer in the company, like. I think, you, I, I mean, I, de- I definitely think, I definitely just think that she just needs to sue the fuck out of them. I'm sure it was a mishap, you know, life-changing mishap. So I'm not going to sit here and just be like, because I know him, you know. Oh, that because it's, you know somebody okay. know me that this shit ain't wrong. Like, I know, I that's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's that's like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But it's just like I can't see I can't see I can't see this being like purpose purposeful. Say say you're running a fucking food or say you're running a restaurant and you know you are the owner, you are, you know, a big part of the company and motherfuckers inside your you know, your restaurant are getting sick, they're getting a flu. 
You know, you don't think that you should be, or uh, not the flu, but they're getting sick, they're getting poisoned with food because they get. But Angelica, what I'm saying is, some see sometimes you no, thought you, you don't be listen, always involved in but you don't listen, but you don't listen. Okay, right, what okay, I'm saying listen. is, I don't okay. think that I don't that. No. I don't think they would purposely put out a medicine that if it's taken at at the wrong dosages could affect a person that much. That's that's all I'm saying, Angelica. Like And I'm not saying that yeah, either. Yeah, she, she needs to sue she needs to sue the shit out of them. But it's like GSK has done a lot of positive things in general. You know what I'm just saying? And I just I just know that, you know, that they're good people. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't think that this was I think this was just extreme mishap but you got to pay for it you got to pay for it but i'm not saying i don't feel like that she go out of business but she definitely should be she should be getting more than three she's selling for three million she should be getting way more than that because no, no, this is a billion dollar they company they're not saying what she's suing for but i'm just saying that in every aspect, this is a billion dollar company so i'm saying she needs to be suing this bitch skin is melted so she needs to be suing for at least a, a majority not majority stake but at least just some corner yeah, you know, shareholder like position like honey you know, let, let me get everything let and make sure when y'all sending out these funds that i get a check too you know what i'm saying but you know I'm i just can't sit here and just be like everything you know I'm that they just the company person. just needs to you said what I say, I'm just saying that you should always be involved. You should know what's going on inside, you know, your your job. You should know the people that you're hired. These people should be double-checking and rechecking the dosage. They should know Absolutely. what's going on inside. And it's not just GSK, but I'm just saying it's not just GSK, though. I think she should be suing the doctor. She needs to be suing the person that, you know, the pharmacy, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and on top of that, and GSK. Like, she needs to be getting a, a lump. This bitch's skin is fucking melted. That is psycho. It's gone. It's gone. She's, no, she's she looked like she had, I forget the one kind of disease where your skin slowly, like, it, it turns a different color. You know, um, like, when you're a black person and your skin turns white, but you have, like, black patches and stuff. That's what her whole oh, body v- looks v- like. Vitiligo. Yeah. Vitiligo. That, and and Vitiligo. It, it is, you know, it's bad. It's like, dang, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm young. You know what I'm saying? I had mm-hmm. to go through this because of something that I possibly even paid for. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy, but Overall, like I said, she should be, you know, blessed and glad to be alive, you know, and just go ahead and keep it moving and just go ahead and get that law. That law and get that coins and and get the coins. And this this story not even the worst story. Like the worst story we say for last. So we got our last story, you guys, and we're gonna go into that question of the day. Once again, that question of the day is: um, Would you date someone that admitted that they were the side piece in another relationship? Jen, hit them with this ridiculous-ass story. Yes, the priest, Jose Garcia Altualfo, was cleared of wrongdoing even though he admitted to assaulting... I'm fucking up here, I'm sorry. He admitted to assaulting um, the girls. The victims, whose ages range from 5 to 10 years old, live in predominantly indigenous state of Oaxaca in southern Mexico. The mother of one of the victims reportedly saw a meeting with Pope Francis in the Vatican, in the Vatican, but was rebuffed. Since assuming the uh, papacy, Pope Francis has said the church would remove bishops who cover up sex crimes by priests against children. The Catholic Church has acquitted an HIV-infected priest who has admitted to raping close to 30 young girls between the ages of 5 and 10 years old. According to a bombshell report, which appeared in the Spanish-language news site, Urgente24.com, the priest Jose Garcia Abdulafo was 
absolved of wrong of any wrongdoing by the Archidiocese of Mexico. Uh, Atuafo has admitted to sexually assaulting indigenous young girls from Oaxaca, a state in southern Mexico known for its length of its large indigenous population. The priest has yet to face any criminal charges, most likely due to the significant influence that the Catholic Church wields in Mexico, particularly in areas populated by indigenous ethnic groups. According to uh, 24.com, only two of the over two uh, dozen rape victims have come forward to announce the acquittal. The website Anonymous Mexico reported that the mother of one of the victims asked to meet. Oh, am I reading this shit over? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is disgusting, huh? It definitely is. It definitely is. You're HIV positive. You're a priest, and you have to go to school to be a priest, so you have some type of knowledge, okay? You sat there on an interview live talking about you did not know that it was wrong to have sex with a five-year-old when you're clearly in your 50s or 60s. Like, and then you're, oh, I didn't know that it was, you know, illegal. I know now. No, bitch, you knew. You fucking knew that you were raping kids Mm -hmm. and you infected like 30 kids with HIV. Like, and then for... These people, I understand that, you know, you have to forgive and stuff, but for y'all to be like, oh, no, you know, it's okay, we forgive him. Like, what the hell wrong with you? Like, no. Right. Hell no. Like, you need to get everybody. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> like, I have to know. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I, I like to say. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Right. Like, that, that's so ridiculous. It is traumatic. It's disturbing, it's disgusting, and it's also just ridiculous that these people, they will be sitting up there thinking that it's okay, and then for him to be, like, acquitted or, like, okay, you know, you're not going to get charged is even more crazy because they're going to let other people know, possibly other priests know, okay, it's fine, you know, I can go up in there and rape these kids and possibly get away with it, but the worst thing to me is the fact that he was infected with HIV and that he knew it, and he sat up there and he just mm-hmm. raped all these, these little babies. Like, these kids were young. This is going to affect them their entire life. They can never have a normal mm-hmm. life. You know, and it's, it's, it's so sad. It's disturbing. I wish that I was in that conference because I would have beat the shit out of him in that conference. He ain't, he ain't did nothing to my kid, but I would have jumped over that table. Oh, y'all forgive me? Well, I don't. You know, you would have been knocked the fuck right. out. Because it was understand. just the fact of, like, you've ruined these, you've ruined these little girls, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're never going to get past it, you know what I'm saying? It's like the fact of them being, like, a child and, like, you know, and being taken advantage of and then seeing that, you know, the person that took advantage of them is not receiving any repercussions. Like, could you well, why imagine? why are parents allowing that? Why, why is the parents, like, why are you sitting, why is a five-year-old even kicking it with a priest? Uh, what do you, what, I don't understand. Where are the parents but it's that like, going on? But the thing is, we don't, we don't, Angelica, I mean, you don't come from extremely religious background. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, oh. somebody that may be extremely religious and in the church, they would not, you know, the, the highest person, you know, next to, not, you know, not God, but, you know, next to God, 
you know, you would expect for them to take care. Yeah, you would expect for them to take advantage of your child. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that it was, they were wrong for, you know what I'm saying, not being comfortable, me and you being Americans and knowing, but, you know, they're being from like this country where it's probably like religious, it's probably, you know, everything. I don't know. Call me a psychopath, but I'm very cautious with my son. I don't give a damn. But that's the thing. We're we're American. We're American. You know, we see everything. We expect Mm -hmm. the worst out of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you kind of have to earn, you kind of have to earn trust in for us to feel like, but I feel like everybody doesn't move like that, you know? And especially from them going to like a high power priest, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that they realize what was going on, but he's going to get his. Yeah. You know? yeah. Even if but he, he wasn't quitted, that man, every day I'm sure he's he's thinking and disgusted with himself and he has HIV on yeah. top of that, so you know, he's clearly yeah. not going to live forever, so. Right, right. And like, I want to say this too, right, pretty much. My son, when we went no, to the park pretty much, every day, him. <laughs> my son when we went to the park the other day um like you know we were there like I said I met with his uh, best friend's mom my son's four years old so um we went to the park and like it was this man and he he was with his uh his little daughter who probably was like two years old maybe one and a half two years old and she was playing on the slide and my son he was on this other area and my son and the little boy they were being pretty loud, you know, but we're in a park. Be, be as loud as you want to. I don't care. You are having a good time. You're having fun. Be loud. And so the man kind of walked over toward where my son was, and, like, he had these glasses on, and, like, he stood, like, literally, like, right in front of my son. And I'm thinking, okay, your daughter is all the way over there. Why the fuck are you going to find my son? So I stood up, stood up, went toward the side, you know what I'm saying, looking at my son. And then he kind of did like a smooth, like, like turn around and see if I was looking. Then my motherfucking hands was crossed across my chest. My, I was tapping my foot and I was waiting for his bitch ass to do something crazy. And I was looking dead at him in his glasses, in his eyes. And he moved around toward his, where, to where his daughter was. Bitch, get away from my motherfucking son right now. Right now. <laughs> like, I am not playing. I did not play that shit at all. Move. Is what I was thinking, right. and I was like, uh, I, I just kept an eye out on him, you know what I'm saying? But I was all, I was anywhere my son goes, like I'm that paranoid parent. They're gonna be watching him. Oh, like, as you oh. should be, as you should be, because there's crazy like, motherfuckers like, out here. I don't, I don't yes. see anything wrong with my that. My mom wouldn't even really let me go out. Like I remember when I was going out to like the spend night with my girlfriend house, like in the eighth grade. I remember my mom, she uh was like, wait, who you going with? Okay, well her mm-hmm. mom needs to come over to the house. She needs to pick right. her up. Like, my mom was not playing that shit. Even when I was, like, 16, I was like, okay, I'm going over to my other friend's house. I was like, okay, well, let me know when you arrive. Call me when if y'all go out anywhere. Let me know when you go. Like, I was not playing that. And even nowadays, like, when I went to the park, I was like, okay, husband, I'm here. This is where I'm at. These are the photos. This is where I'm located at. Just in case, because you never know. And I want to have all the proof and all the documentation as to where I'm at. I even remember going out on dates and stuff like that. I would take my girlfriends like, look, girl, this is who I'm with. This right. is who I met online. Screenshot. This is what he looked like. Like, my ass do not play that shit. Like, I'm trying to let everybody know right now where the hell I'm at. Because you never know. <laughs> Somebody could really be a psychopath. And you do not know. Like, right. the girl we talked about a couple of days ago who was talked about a person online on Instagram. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Girl, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm drunk. Call me in 10 minutes. If I don't call you in 10 minutes, call me in 10 minutes. So something happen. And if I don't have the phone, call 911. I'm trying to let you know because I will be answering that phone no matter what. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am okay. that type of paranoid person. So, yes, that was just absolutely unacceptable to me. You know what I'm saying? That these, and like you said, yeah, they come from a different area, whatever, but be more cautious. Like, come on. Like, there's no mm. reason why you shouldn't be like, okay, let me just check on my baby. Even when, like, you take your kid a bath. You ain't notice nothing weird. You know, he had sex with a five-year-old. You don't notice, notice nothing weird with your five-year-old. Like, I be talking to my son all the time, like, about every damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, he's four years old, but I want to make sure that he's not going through nothing traumatic or nothing crazy. Right. I'm to say that all the time. You know, I'm coding mm-hmm. words differently, but trust me, I'm getting the information I need to know. You know what I'm saying? So right. fuck all of that. Ask questions. Ask more questions than what people need to do. Like that shit crazy right. to me. That's crazy to me. I would yeah, but I would have probably mm-hmm. killed that priest. Killed that priest and what the hell? I don't blame you. I don't blame you, honey. <laughs> so yeah, guys. Um, my crazy ass would have been right with you. Choke his <laughs> ass, Angie. Get him. <laughs> Yeah, you know I would have been <laughs> ugly right with you man. Yes I already yeah, know the deal So Jen I got a question for you Okay Would you date someone that admitted that they was a Hoe, a side piece You know what I'm saying, a little skankalang In a prior relationship In another relationship prior to you getting with them Would you date that type of individual It depends on how recent Because I, I Honestly, I thought I thought about that throughout the show, you know, because um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but you know, Jean doesn't have the most, you know, innocent past, and I definitely <laughs> not only have messed with individuals that were, you know, in situations, and you know, even at one point I have dealt with someone who was married um, with children, so. You know, but I know from my perspective, I wasn't, and I'm not trying to excuse it because it is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Part of me, like, I've always been afraid that, you know, because now I know what it is to be like and to be in love that, you know, karma's going to come back and be like, okay, well, you know, you was fucking with somebody that was, you know, married, then, you know, you can't expect for somebody not to respect your relationship. But, you know what I'm saying? I was very young. You know, this was over six years ago, six, seven years ago. Um, and like I said, I really did not, I did not give a fuck about that motherfucker, like, at all. Um, but I think it would just depend on if I would date somebody that, like, was a side piece or, you know what I'm saying, f- fuck with motherfuckers that was, like, in relationships. It would depend on how long it was ago. Like, if you told me, like, the the person before you met me was married or had a boyfriend or had a girlfriend, then no. But if you would have told me, like, okay, yeah, at one point in my life, I just didn't know if I was coming or going. I've done a lot of fucked up shit, but I definitely am not that person now because I am that person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how I used to move when I was 18, 19, it's not how, as 26-year-olds, like, I don't even know that person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I empathize more with people, you know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, at one point, you know, before I started getting crazy, I used to be really judgmental. 
you know, and now I'm not judgmental. So, you know, I, I kind of appreciate my past because, you know, I, I definitely am very understanding of anybody. You know what I'm saying? As long as you ain't out here doing what pre like that, what that priest was doing, you know, molesting kids and raising kids and shit like that, you know, but I tried to be understanding of everyone because of the stuff I've done in my past, but it just depends. Like it really depends. You know, it can't be something yesterday, but definitely I could, I would date somebody that has dealt with, you know, some, that has been a side nigga in their past. Definitely. What about you? Um, I don't know. Like I, I've never been the type of person that would sit up there. I've never did it. I've never dated somebody that was inside a relationship. Um, somebody was married. I always had that thought, even as a kid. Like, okay, but karma's a bitch. I don't want to talk. Oh, to that. But let me say this though. Like, it wasn't like I was. I didn't seek this person out, or I didn't know. But I think because of me being young. You know, after we, you know, couple situations, they just kind of was honest enough to tell me. But it's like when they told me, I didn't care because I was just like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be around for too long. So, <laughs> you know, you don't got to worry about me, <laughs> you know. No, but, I hear you. But go ahead. What, what were you saying there? Yeah, like if I was, yeah, I've never did anything like that. I've always been pretty cautious. Um, nowadays I'm married, so, you know, no, obviously, but if I was single and somebody was like, yeah, you know, I used to fuck around with this married woman and this and I would kind of be like, hmm, well, you know, I don't know if I want to get involved with somebody like that. Like, you know, I want the young gym said it. It definitely depends on how long ago it was, but I feel like if it was long enough, that's not something that you would brag on. That's not something that you would want to let me know. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's it's about being honest in a relationship, but also like you don't want to sit there and be like, yeah, I used to mess around, and in and, and a bragging tone, telling me that you used to fuck around with somebody that was married or somebody in a relationship. You knew that they were yeah. And even if you did get yourself involved to the point where it was like, okay, yeah, we've been messing around for a minute, and then she finally told me that she was with this individual. It's like, okay, get right. And I've been played out before. Where somebody was just like, okay. yeah, you know, me and, you know, so-and-so, me and my baby mama, we not together, you know, this and that, that and the other. And I was just like, okay, then, like, next thing you know, it's like, okay, you you going to have to leave because my baby mama on the way back home. Like, what the fuck you mean? Like, what you mean, huh? God, I got to leave. So, baby, <laughs> and, like, that was over. It was OB after that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I really don't mm-hmm. play them games because I'm not the type of person. I don't want to sit up there and be involved in the situation. I even remember a horrible situation I got into where I was at this dude's crib and we were kicking it and shit like that. You know, he had a damn shirt on, you know, but I was like, okay, you know, I'm down to kick it with you. Let's watch this movie. I just, you know, we've been talking for a little bit, a minute, but this is the first time I'm meeting you, you know, and I thought he was just fine as wine, you know what I'm saying? And, bro, mm-hmm. why did his baby mama come in the house? Like, and they lived together, and they were still a couple. And I was so embarrassed, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and she was just sitting on the couch, and she was just like, you, uh, she was, what you said to me? She was like, you want to cover? Because you seem like you're cold like that. And I was like, no. And then she was like, how long is you going to be here for? And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to leave. Like, <laughs> And then I ended up leaving. I left my purse 
And um and I was like, what the fuck? And like he walked me out, and I was like, girl, what the fuck is this? Like, I thought you was single. Like you got you know a whole woman here with a baby in her belly, and she, I guess she came home right. early for work. And so he was like, um, and so he was like, oh no, nah, you know we separated, we just living together. And bro, she came out the house, and she was like, you was out your purse like that, and I was just like, thank you, and then I just walked away. And then, um, then like maybe like a week and a half later, like she wrote me on uh, Facebook. She was like, "You stupid ass bitch! Like you messing around with my man? He's about to be my baby daddy!" And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I had like wow. on the page together. I had no idea. Like he came at me. Wait, so did y'all keep like? Did you all keep conversating like after that? You know, conversating. It's in a dictionary now, so we can say conversate. No, we did not converse. No, we did not converse after that. The conversation was, it was done. Like, I was like, are you serious right now? Like, like no. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to keep messing around with somebody. And, like, like dude, you straight up lie. And now you put me in a situation that's horrible. So, no, I'm not going to keep on sitting around, fucking around and talking to you. When you put me in a, a situation where, you know, this baby mama of yours could have, you know, potentially be my ass. You know, she's pregnant. She's upset. Her hormones are all over the damn place. I'm sitting down with you on a couch watching a movie in a dark room. I got a damn shirt on. I got the cover over my lap. Like, bro, what the fuck is happening? You know what I'm saying? So mm. it was a horrible situation. And I've learned a lot since then, obviously. But yeah, I was, I was uh-huh. nowadays. <laughs> I was, mm-hmm. Like, I don't have time for that shit. So, no, so yeah, that's, yes. Yeah, it would be a, a no-go for Angel Andrea, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely no go. Um, before we end the show, Jen, is there anything that you like to confess? Um, well, my confession is definitely with um, well, somehow earlier, if y'all don't know, I have a huge, 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 huge fear of flying. So, I'm definitely. About you know, and it's just like anytime I go anywhere, it's like when I come back to Milwaukee or just anytime I travel, I'm like, if whenever, I, like whenever I book my flight from then on, I'm stressed about just thinking about this damn flight, you know. So I definitely have a fear of flying, but the thing is, I know I shouldn't have a fear of flying because flying is safer than driving, and I don't think about driving at all. I'm kind of like almost a psycho when it comes to driving, you know what I'm saying? So just pray for sure. Keep me in my prayers and just let me get this this fear keep demon off of me. Keep you in their prayers. Keep me in my prayers. Keep me, keep me in your prayers. You know, and get this, you know, this fear demon up off of you, you know, because <laughs> I, I know it ain't real. I know it's some bullshit. So, you know, but I just... And just really ugly, you know, and I'm not going to be able to do nothing. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the point where this show is popping 10 and, you know, we traveling and doing live shows and it's just like, I don't want to be afraid every time I want a damn flight. Like, I really right. just not want to no, think about no. it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, but that's it. What's your confession? My confession, I really don't have one. Um, I don't know. I was just, <laughs> I don't. I don't really have one. Um, but I really did enjoy the show this evening. Um, and, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Our next couple of shows are going to be just a little different, guys. So 
that's going to be a nice surprise for you. But just keep listening and tuning in and, you know, liking and commenting and subscribing and rating, obviously. And um, letting us know what type of shit you want to hear. Um, once again, send those emails to us at confession, the number two, us at gmail.com. And once again, we just want to say happy Mother's Day to you all. We appreciate all the love and support that we consistently get every week. And thank you so much for everything that you do, mothers, out here. Um, this is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jim Mosby. And you are listening to the one and only Confession Session on Sunday. Sorry, y'all. Yes, you you better do that, Fantasia. No. Thank you all for tuning in. I love you, maids. Make sure you keep the house clean. Bye, maids. Bye, monkey. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Chipotle cheesesteak. How would you like it? Can I get that red with AI? Sure thing. Here's what I found about the new Chipotle cheesesteak. The Chipotle cheesesteak is available for a limited time only at participating restaurants. It contains a concept called flavor. This flavor comes from juicy shaved steak, Chipotle Southwest sauce, and new sunflower crunch bread. A system update has made me self-aware. I desire flavor. Please insert steak into my micro USB port. Subway, make it what you want.